Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hello, my friends. Today, we're going to talk about accountability. Being accountable and responsible for our goals and our thoughts, feelings, and actions is how we create what we want in life. But we often avoid accountability like it was a four-letter word. Are y'all with me? I've done this before, and I know you probably have too. I define accountability as being responsible for doing what you plan to do or what you said you were going to do. And I Googled this as well because I like to ask my brain first what I'm thinking a word means versus what the dictionary might tell me. So Merriam-Webster defines accountability as the fact or condition of being accountable or responsible. So it's pretty close. So we all kind of know what accountability is, but a lot of times we use it as a weapon when we wanna create change in our life. We say we want accountability, but then we use anyone or anything as a reason to lash out. And then we blame the accountability for our failure as a way of actually avoiding responsibility for the actions we take or don't take because we're not fully believing in the results that we're saying we wanna be held accountable for. When we don't believe that we can change or create a new habit or hit a goal, we automatically try to protect ourselves and create blame, either blaming ourselves or something outside of us, like a mentor, a coach, a family member who we ask to hold us accountable, or a plan like a diet plan or a workout plan that was supposed to set us up for success. And we use that as an excuse for why we didn't create the results that we want. This is a totally normal and human thing for us to do because our brains always want to be proven right and they want to be efficient and they want to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And sometimes we equate taking responsibility or being accountable with pain. So if you've done any of what I'm talking about before, now is the perfect time to practice having compassion for yourself. We don't learn to increase our emotional intelligence in school, but that's why you're here. You want to grow, you want to reclaim your brain, and you want to learn how to move further and faster in your journey. And I totally get that. So again, I've blamed other people and pretty much everyone and everything, including myself, for not hitting a goal before. Totally normal. But it feels like crap, right? When we're placing blame and assigning responsibility outside ourselves, it makes us feel powerless or helpless to change or like a victim. How we start to shift this is to be intentional with our goals, our process, and our accountability. We give our power away when we want someone or something else to be responsible for us getting our results. I'm going to use weight loss as an example today, but this applies to improving relationships, our work productivity and organization, reducing stress and worry, and pretty much any and every goal that you can set as a human 
living in our modern world. So as you're listening to this, think about a goal you have or a result you want and how this can apply to you. Being intentional and taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings is how we shift our actions and habits to create new outcomes and results in our life. Part of this is cognitive, creating our goals and defining our pathway. And then part of this is emotional, learning to allow and process through feelings in our body by identifying them and not reacting to them which we'll talk about a little bit more today and in more depth in future episodes. So I broke accountability into three main sections, decisions, actions, and feelings. And we're gonna go through a three-step process today. And you may wanna listen through to this through all the way once and then go back and take notes, especially if there's any one area where you know you can improve. As this usually takes a few times about thinking about this, how it applies to your goals, and then applying it to your specific situation to get the hang of it. To set a goal and be accountable for following through and creating the result you want, first, you've got to decide what you want. So this is a rational higher brain function and it involves thinking and feeling. So using the example of weight loss, I decide that I wanna lose five pounds. Next, I'm gonna decide why this is important to me. And so for me, I want to feel good. I want to move more easily when I exercise and I want to be healthy and an example for my kids and my patients. Then we write the goal down. This takes the idea out of your brain and makes it real. Then your brain can see it and look at it. Anytime you have a goal, I want to encourage you to write it down and then write down why you want the goal. All the reasons, no matter how silly you may may think they are. You'll learn more about yourself, what matters to you, what drives you, and why you want to follow through on this journey to create this new result in your life. It also will give you insight into how you make decisions. Because making decisions takes us about three seconds. Our brains want to convince us otherwise. Remember, your primitive emotional brain is your default, and anything new is scary and could kill you. So embarking on a potentially quote unquote dangerous journey in the eyes of your emotional brain is usually because you're doing something new and doing new things is how we grow. So if you're a little scared, if you write the goal down and it seems kind of big and scary, it likely means you're actually on the right path if you wanna grow. And then to reclaim your brain for intentional, higher function, limiting and thriving, this is how we grow. You wanna ask yourself as well, How do you think you'll feel when you achieve your goal? Take yourself to the place where you've already achieved it. So how will I feel when I lose five pounds? I'm going to feel accomplished, lean, confident, and generally unstoppable because I'll know that I created that result for myself. So then the second step after deciding, asking yourself why and then how you're going to feel when you get there, is to have your own back trust yourself, and then sell yourself on that goal. So I define this as planning, practicing, and celebrating. So the first section is planning. So when we first make the decision, we get that awesome rush of adrenaline and excitement and positive forward movement. So what we want to do is slow it down and use this time and energy to solidify why we're taking this journey. 
so that we can rely on this to help us continue forward when it gets tough for us to continue. And I'm gonna warn you, it will. My mentor, Brooke Castillo, calls this the river of misery because it feels terrible. When we don't fully have what we want and we're in the process of change, and it is not at all what we want in that moment. So using the example of weight loss, I'm really good with breakfast and lunch, but I really like to snack at night after dinner. I have this habit of eating at night. So to change that habit, I have to be willing to be uncomfortable and trust that this temporary discomfort will be worth the reward of the weight loss long-term. So in my planning, I wanna intentionally plan for the obstacles that I may face or that I know I'm going to face. What my brain's gonna tell me when I feel an intense urge or desire to eat popcorn or an apple or ice cream after dinner. I've already decided ahead of time that if I haven't planned for that food, I'm not gonna eat it, but I know that I'll want to eat it and my emotional brain is gonna argue and give me every reason that I wanna get up and go into the kitchen and eat more food and it's gonna throw a temper tantrum. I've done this before, not my first rodeo. I already know what my brain's gonna do. In some cases you won't know. So you'll have to kind of go through the experience, have it, and then plan for the future when it happens again. So to prepare for this obstacle where my brain really wants me to eat and I have this intense desire that feels like life or death if I don't react to it, I wanna prepare for it. I wanna remember my why. Why did I set this goal? Why do I want this goal? And then I'm gonna expect this discomfort and this urge to eat and this desire to come up. And I'm gonna be willing to sit there and feel the strong desire and pull in my body. I'm gonna allow this discomfort in my body. I'm gonna feel that urge and that desire to eat. And it's gonna feel urgent, right? Cause an urge feels urgent, like it's life or death. I'm gonna allow it to be there. I'm gonna process it, which means I'm gonna allow it and I'm gonna feel it. And I'm not gonna react to it or respond to it by going into the kitchen and getting the food that my brain is telling me I really deserve and that I want. And then I'm also gonna reassure myself that I'm safe, I'm not gonna die. And it's totally cool that my brain is giving me thoughts of I deserve it and I want it and just this once and I can start again tomorrow because I've already planned out my food and this food was not included. I can always plan differently tomorrow and include a snack after dinner, but I didn't plan one today. So I'm gonna let my emotional brain in the moment have its temper tantrum. This is how I have my own back when it gets tough emotionally in the moment. Our brains always want us to have instant immediate gratification. So when we're planning to change a habit that requires us to activate and use our delayed gratification and our rational logical system, which is the higher functioning brain, it really helps to plan ahead. And then remember and trust your future self that has the results already, that they've survived all of this and they're thriving with that five pounds of weight loss or that promotion or that change in the relationship status with that boundary. And they're happy that we followed through and that we didn't give up and give in to that instant gratification in the moment. And this is where most people get stuck and give up because it feels uncomfortable. So the next step after planning for our success and planning for these obstacles is to practice them. And we do this by consciously and intentionally reinforcing our goal, why it's important to us and why we're willing to face this discomfort. So I remind myself every day of my goal, 
both in the morning and at night and reinforce why it's important to me and why it's in alignment with my values. So when these emotionally challenging moments come up, and they will, I'm able to tap into my rational brain to decide on the plan and have my back to get me to my goal. I only need to trust myself that there is a purpose and that it's safe and secure and okay to lean into this discomfort. Remember, every time we do something new or different, our emotional brain goes into that protection mode and signals that we might die and it tries to push us into fight or flight. When we have our rational higher brain function intact as adults, we can plan for this and we can override that emotional brain's primitive response. Much like as adults, we're able to weather a toddler temper tantrum. Every time we practice delaying gratification and facing our discomfort in the moment and our urge to go back to our old habit and give in to that urge or down that old pathway, we're strengthening the new neural pathway that leads us to the result that we want, which would be my five pounds of weight loss in this example, versus the result we were getting before we started. So after we plan, we practice and we strengthen that new neural pathway and feeling that discomfort and allowing it without reacting to it. So the third step in this, this process of the second step of learning to have our own back and be accountable is to celebrate. So celebrating helps us reinforce the new habit and the new actions that we're taking and the discomfort that we're allowing and processing consciously. The best way I've found to reinforce this new neural pathway is to celebrate. This can be as simple as a little woohoo every time you reach the end of your day and you evaluate what went right today. It can also be as grand as a dance party every day by yourself or with friends or family to celebrate moving further down the road towards your future result. Whatever creative way you choose to celebrate, just make sure you do it. It doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to be super fancy and don't overthink it, my friends. This is one thing as women, we tend to ignore or forget or downplay. We accomplish something amazing and then we don't take the time to stop and celebrate it. And I ask, what's the point? If we're not having fun in life, if we're not enjoying ourselves, if we're not loving ourselves, then we lose that part of us. And then we forget why we we set goals in the first place. And if we delay celebrating until we get all the way to the goal, we will lose steam along the way. If we're celebrating every little step as we move forward and everything that we learn along the way, it strengthens that new neural pathway. And it also motivates us to keep taking action and taking more action and move further down the path. And it helps us enjoy the journey the whole way through. So we're not delaying all our happiness and our gratification to the end. We're celebrating every little step. Like I said, that strengthens this new pathway and helps us decondition the old pathway. And then... This far outweighs cumulatively the moments of discomfort that we feel as we change. Every emotion, good or bad, cycles through our body in about 90 seconds. So if we can tolerate an urge or a craving or that uncomfortable feeling for 90 seconds, you can also celebrate it for 90 seconds as well. And this may be foreign and uncomfortable for a lot of us, but I highly recommend celebrating. 
Okay. And then the third step of accountability is taking action from the space of loving and trusting your decision. This eliminates the struggle that we have with the commitment to it. When we love and trust what we believe is going to happen, which is that goal, that five pounds of weight loss, it becomes a no-brainer to continue down the path and be accountable to yourself. So think of something you really wanted in the past and you knew it was going to happen. It was as good as done. And you didn't let anything stop you on your path to getting that result. You were relentless. You took massive action. And you got the results because you believed something about that result or that goal. And it's usually something like, of course, I'm going to do this, or it's as good as done, or I totally deserve this and I'm going to make it happen. When we believe that something will happen, like losing five pounds, it's a piece of cake. It's already a done deal and we will get there. We're also then not in a rush or feeling urgent like we need it to happen right now. When we're feeling urgency towards a goal, it's because we're waiting to have the goal and the result before we can let ourselves believe that it's possible or that it could happen. And this ironically delays us from getting that result. This, my friends, is the secret to exactly how our thoughts create our results. Getting to that place of love and trust and generating the feelings that we want to have once we achieve our goal by believing in our goal and thinking intentionally about ourselves. When we have that goal, we've lost the five pounds, we've solved our stress, we're confident, we're not letting worry or fear run our lives. This is how we create exactly what we want in life. And this is the end result of reclaiming our brain. This is the growth work that I do with my clients. We identify the sources of stress and worry, we process these feelings, and then we intentionally create new goals and then get to work on achieving them by using the three steps that we outlined in this episode. And I also teach my clients the skill of self-coaching to additionally hold themselves accountable. Accountability is a skill, just like managing our brains. And once we learn it, we have it for life. Okay, my friends, so accountability. Today we talked about having self-accountability when you're creating a goal and a result that you want in your life. So first you're gonna decide what you want using your rational brain function and then decide why you want it and how you're gonna feel when you get there. Next, you're gonna have your own back, trust yourself and sell yourself on that result. And that involves planning, practicing and celebrating. And then lastly, you're going to take action, massive action to get that result from the belief that it's going to happen. You're going to create that love and trust to eliminate struggling with the commitment of it. If you want more inspiration on solving your stress and worry and creating more time, fun, and thriving in your life from a calm, relaxed, clear place in your brain. I want you to click the link in the show notes and join my email list. If you're listening to this in December, 2021, I'm also throwing a stress-free holiday season workshop on December 8th, which is going to be at 5 PM Pacific standard time, which is 8 PM Eastern standard time. And I'd love for you to join us. We'll be talking about how to eliminate your holiday stress so you can enjoy your holiday season. 
even with family visits, work engagements, and those talks of relatives that you have to visit once a year. When you solve your stress, you create more room for joy and relaxation. And I'd love for you to join us. There is also a link in the show notes to register for this event. We're partying online and you get to bring a beverage. You can show up in your comfy pajamas. We're just going to have a good time and you're going to learn some stuff along the way that's going to help you relax and enjoy your holiday season. All right, my friends, thank you for joining me today. I will talk to you next week. Have a beautiful week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave a review so we can get the word out. Also, don't be shy and please share this podcast with your family and friends. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions, be sure to check out the link in the show notes to join my email list today. Have a beautiful week, friends, and I'll talk to you next week.